This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. You know it! BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, April 21st, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy whose hair looked a lot like Caleb Lohner's about 15 years ago, Jason Shepard. Yeah, so we know Caleb Lohner is, is known for his hair, right? Well, Travis Hansen yesterday yeah, wow. Trav. said, look, me in Moscow in 2007 looking like Caleb Lohner, that is not bad. That, that's, that is a pretty good Caleb Lohner sure, look right there. Sure. Which then made me think of back in the day of myself, <laughs> and I don't know why I do this to myself. I don't know why I, I on my own. Throw the picture up. Yeah. <laughs> I gave you this picture, like willingly. I, I don't. Why did I? Why did I do this? So Jason, this is this is me in fifth grade. You're adorable. Well, thank you. Look I'm, at your Don Johnson jacket. Okay, okay, let's let's make sure that we. Okay, it's 1987. Okay, I'm 10 years old. It's fifth grade. And yeah, that was the look. You had the the, the shirt, the Don Johnson Miami Vice look with the linen. Coat got the curls in the back. Got the perm in the. It's not just curls. It's a perm. That's a perm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so hey, it could be worse. You could have like the front shot and then the profile that really showed, like you know those yeah, like classic it, vintage photos yeah. that really showed off the perm. In and the it back. wasn't a mullet. It was just longer because my hair doesn't get long. It just gets okay. thicker and okay. bigger. Yes. So, but yeah, that that's me in. Uh, Look, I'm not going to lie. I secretly think it's one of the best photos I've ever taken. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you really Listen, gave look, it up. Look, can we do a side-by-side on those? I just, for my own sake, for later on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a screenshot of this. I want to do a, in 1987 versus 2021. Yeah. We need, we need to get the side-by-side of those two photos. Look, I want you to bring in a photo okay. of you in okay. in. Fifth grade. I'll, I will find one. I, I'll go dig out the yearbook. Clinton Elementary. Go Cougars. Okay. <laughs> I'll, right, I'll find go. something. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you, you like the before or after live, better? You, you've lived a hard life, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that I, that I couldn't get a tan then or now. Oh, so, man. Yeah. That was great stuff. <laughs> That is a great picture. The only time you'll ever see Jason Shepard wearing any red ever. Yes, let's also in that picture. Yes, that is that is true. Let's also make sure that we we point out that this is back in Missouri. This mm-hmm. is back in Independence, where red is not evil. Okay. So okay, yeah, it's okay to wear red there. <laughs> okay, so when you go back to Missouri, you wear St. Louis Cardinals red. Cardinals, I'll wear my Chiefs back there. It's right. okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's, 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 it's acceptable. It's only in Missouri, though. The other 49 states, unacceptable? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about Hawaii or Alaska. <laughs> I'm going the lower 48, so I'm only 47 of the lower 48. <laughs> Look on the bright side. Your fifth grade picture doesn't hold a candle to what's right behind you with Greg Rebell. Okay? That, is a, that is a beautiful that photo. That is an all-time. It, it really right is. That is Do we know how old Greg was here? I think he was 13. 12, okay, so he was older than me. I was going to say, it would be great if it was, was 10 years old versus 10 years old. 
who wore 10 years old better? Now now I got to find my 10-year-old picture, Bring right? Bring it in. Tom- okay. Tomorrow. You and All I right. are on the show again tomorrow. I will commit to doing okay. that. All right. You are committing to bringing yes. in a, a, a fifth-grade photo <laughs> of you. I will commit to doing that. Your Wednesday show lineup, unfortunately, does not include more elementary yearbook photos from Jason Shepard. Thank goodness. However, it does include the best, worst ideas ever for BYU athletics. What? A turbulent transfer portal and Dick Vitale's commentary on it, plus an NFL hopeful joins us on his big wedding day and one of the top scorers in all of soccer right now Cameron Tucker previews the NCAA tournament with superstitions to boot bring on today's BYUSN headlines and by the way you did hear Spencer Wright Tristan Hodge is joining us on his wedding day that's that is what he said and that is accurate. BYU baseball beat Dixie State 3-2 last night at Miller Park and it was a big night for Mitch McIntyre 1-2, McIntyre waits on the curveball and hammers a ball into right field. Out of here! Mitch McIntyre gives BYU a 2-0 lead with a home run here in the bottom of the third. And that was Mitch McIntyre's first home run of the season. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to Mitch and to the Cougars. The win evened BYU's record versus in-state schools to 3-3 three and three this season. The Cougars now head to Spokane for a three-game series beginning on Thursday against conference-leading Gonzaga. All three games could be heard on BYU Radio. Massive series. The Zags are rolling. And is it any coincidence that Mitch McIntyre hit his first home run of the season shortly after joining BYU Sports Nation to hmm. receive the karma? I think not. Yeah. BYU softball will put their 12-game win streak on the line tonight in the most dramatic of matchups. Power 5 rival Utah visiting Gale Miller Field in Provo tonight. You can watch it all 8 p.m. Eastern on the BYU TV app. The Cougars lost the previous matchup this season with the Utes 1-0. Jason, this is a vengeance match. Women's Volleyball's Kennedy Eschenberg has been named an AVCA third-team All-American. Taylor Ballard-Nixon and Whitney Bauer both receive All-American honorable mention. The Robison Invitational begins today as BYU Track and Field will host its first meet in almost two years. Ten schools represented at the four-day meet. The men's team currently ranked fourth in all the land. The women's team ranked number 20. BYU will not renew swimming and diving head coach John Brooks' contract. Brooks has been the head coach since 2012. During his tenure, the Cougar men's team advanced to the NCAA championships twice and captured four MPSF titles. Current assistant Sherry Skablin will step in as interim head coach for the 2021-2022 season. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. A topsy-turvy, turbulent, and now tampered with transfer portal. Legendary college basketball broadcaster Dick Vitale is speaking out on the ever-changing state of college hoops and the pseudo- free agency that is the transfer portal. Vitale tweeted out yesterday, quote, spoke with several coaches that are saying that widespread tampering is going on in recruiting players from the transfer portal. They claim players are informed that school X will offer if you get in the portal. That is pathetic and violates why the rule was put into play. He continues, the transfer rule was instituted to allow players that don't play to transfer without sitting. However, 
stars, and PTPers that have produced are moving on in big numbers. Coaches have told me they can prove this wheeling and dealing is happening and plan to notify the NCAA. Whoa. Jason, do you share the concerns of Dick Vitale and others that the transfer portal has become detrimental to college basketball? Look, detrimental, I don't know if I'm going that far, but I mean, look, the transfer portal is not what it was two or three seasons ago. I mean, it is completely different now that you ju- you have an influx of players constantly. Now, obviously, with the COVID situation where they are allowed to play, you know, another year, it, I think that that has added to it. But look, anytime there are changes, whether it's rules, you know, different things uh, come up in sports, somebody's going to find a way to take advantage of it. Yeah. Like, it, it's going to be exploited. And I think that that's just what we're dealing with right now. It, it's just reality in college basketball. And look, and as many negative things that you can point out in terms of all of the transfers and how many you know, guys are looking to move from school to school, there are also a lot of positives that come out of it. And look, BYU is one school, especially now with head coach Mark Pope at the helm, who is certainly a big proponent of going after players you know, that, are, that are looking to transfer. You know, it is something that can also be really good for your program, especially if you feel that you, you know, are like a player or two away and you can go out and, and pinpoint somebody that already has some experience – Bring him into your program. I, look, it, it can work both ways. Yes. But I'm not surprised that people are having an issue with it. It's the same as any other situation. Somebody will always find a way to take advantage of any situation. Is it detrimental to the sport overall? Hard to know because it really depends on the paradigm you're working in. For coaches that are benefiting from this and getting high-level players to come to their programs, it's anything but yeah. detrimental. Ask Gonzaga. And Mark Few, if they think that the transfer portal and this type of deal is detrimental. Not saying that Mark Few and his crew are tampering with anything, but I would venture that they are in favor of the transfer portal because they have benefited from it so much. Okay, BYU is benefiting from it. It's annoying, and it causes some transient properties for coaches that are trying to hold on to good players. But listen... If you're a guy like, take for example in the BYU history, Elijah Bryant, and you're doing your thing in a small conference, in fact, you're the conference freshman of the year, and you have an opportunity at a bigger Division I school, it's going to be annoying for your former program, but it's going to be to the betterment of the Division I program that you're joining. Okay, So it, it just depends on totally where you are in the paradigm. And I, we live in a society, people, where Tinder and Bumble and Match.com are things that people go to and visit every day. Like the transfer portal, I joked the other day, is like Tinder for college basketball coaches. Swipe right, swipe left. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested in that guy. Nope, nope, don't want anything to do with that person. It, it's college basketball's Tinder. Yeah. And it's, it's Gen Z. It is, makes total sense for what is happening in our society. We want success and playing time and privileges right now. We don't want to wait we typically, and, and I'm not saying everybody's this way, but our society is gimme, 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 yeah. now, now, now. Yeah. I want it right now. I want to stream it on demand right now. I'm going to play right now. I don't care if I'm a freshman. I want to be a superstar now. We don't have to really wait for anything these days. 
and I can go this place or this place or this place, and this coach promised me that I'll get the playing time and I'll be a star and I can do this. Like, it makes perfect sense. I don't think that it's detrimental yet. Now, if it involves, you know, brown bags and cash and boosters and things like that, which – Let's not be naive. It's, it's, it, we're naive if you don't we think don't it's We don't see happening. it. Yes. That doesn't mean it's not happening, yes. right? No, I don't think that it, clearly their issue is not with the transfer portal in general, the idea behind it that you know guys would look for a better situation. I, that's not, I don't think, what, what Coach Vitell is talking about. His, his situation is people on other teams outwardly recruiting and promising if you yes. jump into the portal, hey, hey, jump we'll in the transfer give you portal. this to come to us. Get you. That's, where, that's where people are taking advantage Collusion, of Collusion, tampering. Yes. Yeah, I'm concerned about a lot of things. Doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere, though. Right. Right. All right, since we're talking about things that some people view as something that may have been a good idea but has now gone horribly wrong. Transfer portal? Yeah. How about this? What idea sounds or sounded amazing but in reality, it may have been a horrible idea for BYU. I know what most of you are thinking because it is it, it dominated, it took over Twitter about seven years ago. The Tradition Spirit Honor jersey. I was at that photo shoot that day. <laughs> it was weird to walk in. We're like, what is going on here? Bronco Mendenhall called it, he compared it to a fantastic anniversary gift idea from my wife, and then you give it to her and she just starts crying. Okay? <laughs> just not the response you're looking okay. for, unless it's happy tears. The BYU captain's going and they're like, hey, maybe we can do this for like one game, but really we want our names on the back because our families are representing BYU. And Anyway, it, it was a terrible idea. It really was. It seemed nice for Bronco Mendenhall. Awful idea. So that, that one is going to come to mind for a lot of BYU fans because it's still relatively recent. For me, the idea of a conference-only network, the Mountain Network. Jason, when I first heard about this, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> BYU and the entire Mountain West Conference are going to have an entire network dedicated to just those teams Going to watch all the previews, going to become an expert. Hey, maybe there will be some more opportunity for a guy like me who's in college trying to get a footing in broadcasting. Maybe I can do some stuff for the Mountain Network. This sounds like an incredible idea. And then two games in when I'm watching footage in 240 pixels, less than (laughs) SD, and I can't see where the ball is, I was like, we've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) That was awful. One that hasn't happened but has been discussed and it's a little bit off the radar for me. BYU women's basketball playing all of their games in the Smithfield House. I know the Smithfield House has an electric atmosphere for volleyball. And it's so fun, right? It's so loud. Like, oh, yeah, and it would be easier to pack and get people more excited to go in. Like, you can't feel the cavernous Marriott Center. The floor has dead spots all over it. BYU women's basketball wouldn't play on the TerraFlex. TerraFlex is only for volleyball. It's not bouncy like that. It would not be good. They would have to totally revamp that program, and it would make life miserable for all of the other athletic programs that have to share the locker rooms and the Smith Fieldhouse. That would be a terrible idea. I know it sounds fun for a moment. It would be a terrible idea. What do you got? All right, the very first thing that came to mind when this came up was the bibs. <laughs> look, I, look, I get, These jerseys are awesome! Well, I, I get it. Like, let's refresh the brand. Let's sell some new merch. I get it. That's, get rid of Royal Blue. Like, what? <laughs> I totally understand why teams and programs want to refresh things. Like, it just generates it generates buzz, and you sell new merchandise. So I totally get it. But then the bibs just, it just didn't work. No. It was a, I think it was a good idea, 
it just didn't work. Like, you could even say tan in general just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that was the very first one that came to mind. Obviously, you mentioned tradition, spirit, honor. Look, there are probably some that would say going independent. <laughs> okay, it was a good idea, was but a, once it happens, like, no, 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 put us back in a conference. Look, I mean, here's the, here's the other thing. You know, we, we all talk about BYU wants to get into the Pac-12. Is that really a good idea yeah. for BYU? In the Okay, we would all take it. Let's be perfectly honest. Sure, but, sure. But... Do you want it? Do you, do you, you want really that? Really want do that. you really want to have that governing body deciding things for BYU? <laughs> Don't think so. Guess what? 2020 in the football season doesn't happen if BYU is in the Pac-12. Don't think right? so. And if it doesn't happen, if they're not independent. Going back to the Mountain West Conference, for some seems like a good idea. I promise you, you will regret it after day one. By the way, if the Pac-12 would like to bring in BYU, we fully would uh, accept <laughs> that invitation. That our, is not from BYU. That is from me. Our question of the day. In honor of the Soccer Super League that seemed like a great idea, but now is down to their final two teams and is is quickly dissolving. What idea sounds good right now or sounded good at the time but was or would be a horrible idea for BYU? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. This response in from Preton Pedersen on Twitter. Going back to the Mountain West Conference, many think there's more meaning to a season when there's a conference champion, but I don't think it would have the same taste it used to when Utah isn't in that conference anymore. I enjoy having a schedule with USC, Arizona State, Baylor, and Virginia, plus BYU has control, to a degree, over their television deal. Yeah, it's the ever debate yep. of independence, go back to a G5 conference, like relevant. Well, you lose one game and you're not relevant anymore. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. All right, coming up, Zach Wilson partnering with Chipotle. Mmm, delicious. It gets us thinking, though. And uh, it's a big day for us, but an even bigger day for Tristan Hodge, the former BYU football star and NFL hopeful, taking a major life step. Stay with us for more on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Orissa Paulson and BYU Softball host rival Utah today, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can check it out on the BYU TV app. 12-game win streak for BYU Softball on the line against the Utes. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with yearbook photo specialist Jason (laughs) Shepard. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is... Former BYU offensive lineman, NFL hopeful, Tristan Hodge. And Tristan, let's just start with the, the most prominent thing. It's your wedding day, and you're on it BYU Sports Nation. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a busy day. Busy day today. What in the world did we do to deserve some of your time on your wedding day? Um, so the rehearsal is going on right now, and I'm not allowed to go because I can't see the uh, bride on the wedding day. So I'm the only person in the wedding party not there. So I'm just hanging out at home right now. <laughs> okay, so now here's the question. Does your your soon-to-be wife know you're actually doing this on your wedding day? Oh, yeah. I told her. I was like, okay, I got, I got some interviews this morning um, to spend my time other than just packing up my place. So she's very aware of them. She's like, oh, I'm just glad you're doing something instead of just sitting alone, you know, <laughs> missing out on the rehearsal. Okay. Hey, listen, uh, can we give you any advice on the vows or anything on the presentation? Like, uh, how can we help you out on you know, this day? Believe it or not, the vows are set. 
they're going to be beautiful. They're going to be hilarious, and they're going to be done my uh, the old Tristan Hodge way. So uh, hopefully, I can get some laughs out of it, and you know, hopefully, stave off the tears a little bit. But okay, uh, okay. no, I'm, I'm I'm prepared for today. Let's hear the backstory. How did you meet your wife? Um, believe it or not, I met her at Subway on campus. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, it was it was on fi- it was during finals a couple years ago, and uh, we just happened to meet in line, and I was. I was frustrated because the line, of course, the subway was just out the door. So I was freaking out. I was like, okay, I got to get to a review in like 20 minutes. And I just popped a joke. And she was just right in front of me, happened to laugh and turn around and, you know, started talking to me. And I was like, all right, great. great. Got through the line. I said, hey, you want to go to date sometime? And uh, she said yes. And here we are, two years later, about to get married. Tell me you went to Subway on your first date. Um, no, we went to see Avengers Endgame on our first, okay, uh, okay, on okay. Our first legitimate okay. date. Okay, all right. Save Subway for the wedding dinner. Yeah, I know no, you're Subway a- catering the wedding dinner. <laughs> uh, no, sadly, I wish. Now that you say it, <laughs> <laughs> you went to a Marvel movie. That that's like the ultimate clincher. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, that's that's the big one. That, that was I was telling her. I was like, you know what? I like Marvel. We're going to Marvel, and she's like, okay, whatever. All right. So now you've played in a lot of big games. There are obviously reasons that. You know, you could have been nervous because of games that you're playing. What's more nerve-wracking for you, playing in those big games or a day like today? Um, uh, I'd say uh, a day like today is pretty is, is a different type of nervous. Um, it's one of those, you know, excited nervous. Uh, playing in big games, that's, a diff- that's that competitive nervous. So I'm, a, I'm more like getting ready to feel like I'm going to throw up before the game. Right now, I just, <laughs> you know, I'm loose. I feel excited. So, uh, so yeah, it's a different kind of nervous, but uh, it's definitely a bigger, a bigger day than that. So, okay. Well, while we got this whole wedding theme rolling, let, let's just stay right with it uh, because we were looking at your registry. Yes, this is these are the things that we do when we prepare for <laughs> BYU Sports Nation, uh, and we noticed that there was a Lego Marvel Avengers helicarrier building toy included with action minifigures on your registry, and somebody apparently. Has bought it's that for you. for you. It's purchased for you, Tristan. What else can BYU fans get you on your wedding day? Well, believe it or not, my my one of my groomsmen, one of my best men, he it was his mother that got me that. Because I was like, only someone who knew that I love this kind of stuff would get me that. And we threw it on as a gag. We were at Target the other day, and we were just messing around. We were getting some. Uh, I think we were getting chocolate. And we pass, she passed and says, hey, I'm going to put those on the, regi- uh, the registry. Someone would love this. And a couple days later, it's bought. Um, uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, out of all the necessities that we were looking for, we got a Lego. So I'm pretty happy about that. One. You know what? And that's funny because I'm telling you, the stuff that you put on as a joke, you can almost guarantee that you're going to get it. My wife and I put on our registry this, like, this like rubber duck in a bath uh, soap dish as a joke. <laughs> And we have it. We have it to this day in our bathroom. So, so hopefully that you will hang on to that Lego yes. set for a while. Quality time with your spouse building the uh, Lego Marvel Avengers Helicarrier, yes. right? Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, if we get any more gag gifts, you know, if they just want to add more Legos, please feel free. Okay. Because the necessities don't matter. We'll get those down the line. Fantastic. All right. So. Wedding today, then uh, honeymoon, you told us during the break, you're headed to Maui, but then the NFL draft happens. How do you sum up your emotions right now uh, trying to handle what's going to happen in the next (laughs) few weeks? You know what? It's just a good time. I'm enjoying life right now. I'm getting married and the honeymoon. Then we get back to 29th, so the day that the draft actually starts. So it's going to be bam, 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 
going, going, going. And uh, you know what? It's keeping the excitement rolling. Um, it's definitely, you know, that's just what it is. Keeping the excitement rolling. So take us through what this process has been like. How, how many teams have you talked to? It's our understanding you're actually talking with a team today as well. What's this process yes. been like? And, and how many teams have shown interest in you? Um, I've had a, I've had a good amount of teams that have shown um, high interest, which is a great thing. You know, it's reassuring to know that you know on, when draft day comes, I might get that opportunity, which is all I'm looking for. Um, uh, but the whole process from start to finish, you know, when, when it was pro day prep back in when I was in Florida for three months, you know, leading up to today, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind. It's felt like it's honestly been the fastest four months of my life really thus far um you know just building up i'm glad to be done with the pro day i love the pro day but i'm glad to be done with the track meet aspect and just finally get to some more football but uh so it's it's a whirlwind it's fun um it's a little stressful i won't lie because there's a lot of unknowns you know going in life right now so uh but you know what? I just got to take it all in the stride and just enjoy the process as it comes. Tristan Hodge, former BYU football star, offensive lineman, and NFL hopeful, is with us on BYU Sports Nation on his wedding day. Let's uh, stay with the football theme for now. What position do you feel best suits your game at the next level playing in the NFL? You know, the most I've had in college is guard. Um, I have, you know, it, but center as well. And a lot of teams have looked for, for that versatility of being able to snap the ball when needed, but also having that guard experience on both sides. Um, I haven't heard any teams that say they want to see it tackle, which is, you know, if they want to put me at tackle, if they want to put me at corner, whatever, I'll, I'll do it if they want me to do it. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like guard will be my, my primary and, you know, just having that center experience. So whatever they want to put me at, I'll do it. Well, you mentioned that you've had quite a bit of interest. A lot of teams have contacted you. What's been the feedback, positive or negative? Um, uh, it's been, you know, it's been positive. The teams that have contacted me, it's been positive, you know, when they've seen the numbers from Pro Day. Um, I've had a couple teams say, you know what, we saw your numbers at Pro Day, saw how you worked out at Pro Day, and, you know, that bumped your grade up, you know, just showing, you know, the growth, even from the end of the season to now. Um, and then just, of course, the seasonal grades and all that. That's the good thing that they look at is making sure that I'm improving my grade. Um, and as for feedback, they usually don't um, regularly come back with much negative. They just like the calls that have been right now are just making sure like, okay, this is your draft day number, blah, blah, making sure that the agent's still the same. Just make sure they have this extraneous information um, up. But, uh, but today will be a, a big interview with an O-line coach. So that'll be a, that'll be a big one. Nice. Tristan Hodge with us on BYU Sports Nation. What are you trying to work on specifically within your game right now to help you translate to the NFL better? Speed. That's the number one thing. Once we get back in the NFL, it's speed of the game is tenfold now. If I thought high school or college was fast, you know, college the NFL is going to be even faster. So it will always be speed, 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 um, reaction and all that good stuff. So working on that strength, um, every part of my game is, can be improved because the NFL, it requires everything. You have the opportunity to be part of a BYU draft class that has had the most players drafted in a long time. We, we think that's going to happen. What do you think that says about the talent in the program right now? That's, that we have talent in the program, you know, that's the biggest thing right now is there are talented guys right now in the program. Um, seeing all the pub that we've been getting has also brought eyes to BYU and showing that you know people not to sleep on the team as a whole, that there's a lot of young talent even right now that have a couple of years left that have this opportunity to go to the league in a few years. So we have the talent here, and I think we woke up a lot of people saying, hey, BYU's legit, we're back, and you know we're here to stay. Between you, Chandon Herring, uh, and Brady Christensen, obviously the offensive line is going to take a big hit, but 
I need you to talk some words of comfort to me about what BYU is bringing back on the offensive line aside from James Empey. Why do you think that they'll be okay in spite of losing so many key pieces, including yourself? You know what? There's experience on that old line. We have Blake Freeland, Clark Barrington, both guys who had a considerable amount of playing time. And even people like Harris Lachance that have had all this playing time and all this experience, there's no shortage of experience on that team. We're going to have another solid line come this next season. And I have full faith in the new offensive line coach that he's getting them right. He's getting them prepared for this upcoming season. All right. So can we expect, like, I think maybe, maybe the, at the top of the list is Jamal Williams. Anytime he's in an interview, regardless of the situation, he's wearing BYU gear. Can we count on you to be also one of those guys that's constantly repping the Y <laughs> on camera in the NFL? Hey, you guys, you guys will see me in a, in a plethora of different outfits. We'll be superheroes. BYU, if I can get BYU to make some superhero stuff, then we'll be even more golden. So, uh, so absolutely. <laughs> Does your tux have any superhero theme weaved into it tonight? It was supposed to, but I uh, couldn't get it in time. Uh, I was going to have some, you know, some like a collage of Marvel characters, but we couldn't get it in time. So, <laughs> unfortunately, no. Okay, listen, it, it, it's all right. You can't win them all, Tristan. And you can, I can't win them all. You can always bust out the tux with the Marvel themes later on. You know, celebrate your first anniversary, exactly, the year anniversary, yeah, something man. like that. Good stuff. Hey, congratulations, sincerely. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on such a big day. This was an all-time interview for us, and uh, can't wait to see uh, where things lead for you in your NFL future. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate you having me on again. You got it, Tristan Hodge on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. That's awesome that he joined us on his way. But you know what? His reasoning behind it like keeps his mind occupied. What like, else am I doing? I think that's actually that's brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant. Uh, yeah, we're going to miss Tristan. Yeah. And that, that personality. Uh, on and off the field. So, so much fun, yes. for sure. I, I just hope he, I hope he gets a legitimate shot in the NFL. I hope someone, and he can stay healthy. Because if he can stay healthy, Jason, he's a guy that could, that could stick. Sounded like a really promising uh, interview taking place this afternoon with, a, with an offensive line Love coach. It. So, yeah. Love it. Love to hear it. All right, coming up, Cameron Tucker. She is on a roll, and so is BYU Women's Soccer. She'll join us coming up. Plus, the top BYU comeback player ever. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Catch the latest BYUSN right now with Kiki Solano. It's BYU Sports with a social media twist. You can catch the latest episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. He is Jason Shepard. I'm Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right, Spencer, Alex Smith retired this week from the National Football League, completing his very inspirational comeback story. What's the best BYU comeback story in your opinion? There may be a little recency bias in this, but it's Jamal Williams. Because Jamal Williams, think about what he went through. Middle Tennessee State. I'm in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It's freezing cold in front of 10,000 fans. He tears his ACL, wrecks his entire, and in fact, tore his MCL as well. Had to sit out the remainder of the 2014 season. This after he watched his quarterback go out with a broken leg earlier that season. 2015, Jamal pulls himself out of school altogether for personal reasons. And then comes back in 2016, sets the single game rushing record against Toledo. 
works his way into a fourth-round NFL draft pick. Jamal Williams' comeback story is remarkable. And uh, my honorable mention, Lexi Eaton for BYU Women's Basketball, tore her ACL in 2012. She's the all-time leading scorer in West Coast Conference basketball history. All right, for me, I'm going to go with Robbie Bosco. The Uh 1984 Holiday Bowl, I mean, you you get injured. We obviously know he was not at 100% in this game. You come back, you win the game, and ultimately you win the national championship. I can't think of a better comeback story than that. How about that? It's hard to beat uh, in an in-game scenario for sure. All right, Zach Wilson, he has some comeback tendencies uh, in his own right, coming off that broken thumb and surgically repaired shoulder, having a fantastic season. He posted this photo of him with Steve Young, Jim McMahon, and Ty Detmer at a golf tournament in Arizona. (laughs) If you had to pick one of those guys to be your quarterback in one game... At their peak, right? When they were at their peak. peak. Who you got? All right, this truly is one of those ones where you you literally cannot go wrong. I'm taking Jim McMahon. Okay. I'm taking Jim McMahon. I want to see Jim McMahon in his prime again. That that is that's where I'm going. Holy cow! It's you you cannot so have a wrong answer here. Tough by the way, to pick one, <laughs> I'm probably because I think the 1983 BYU football team is underappreciated, and I think the greatest BYU football team in history. It started the '84 campaign. I'm going with Steve Young in his peak. Jason, 1983, he won at UCLA, won at Air Force. That team beat two ranked teams on the road. Uh, the other teams that those quarterbacks uh, competed for did not do what Steve Young did. Okay. All right. One of those quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, uh, has his own Chipotle Bowl named after him. I can't get behind the guac. But besides that, everything else looks guac. Fan- that, that is a lot of guac. Um, even a little bit of guac still not good. So, if you were to have a meal named after you, what would it be? It already exists at a place called Seven Brothers. It's the Spencer Burger. <laughs> Was it named after you? Or just some guy named Let's you? not like, let you... those details okay. get in the way right. of a great story, Jason. Okay. They have the Spencer Burger at Seven Brothers right by my house. It has bacon on it and a ton of it. It's delicious. So, I'm yeah, I'm going to default to that one, man. Okay. It's already there. Okay. Uh, for me... <laughs> You know I love the barbecue. Yes. Uh, I eat it multiple times a week. Uh, and so I am going to go with the, the Jason special mm-hmm. at r Barbecue, mm-hmm. which is, and I get, I get the meat by the pound. <laughs> um, I'm going to go the, the half a pound of the boneless chicken, <laughs> sliced. Uh, also going to go a half a pound of the brisket lean. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. You're that's not, me- you're not me. messing around, no, 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 Jason. No. I'll be there this afternoon. If I mention Shep, do I save 10%? No, I do not. In fact, they they may up at 10%. I don't know. Jason, which league had the better run? The XFL, the the AF, the AAF, (laughs) or the Soccer Super League? It certainly was not the Soccer soccer Super League. I'm going to go with the XFL. We're still talking about the XFL. And none of them had He Hate Me. Outside of the XFL. <laughs> if, if he hate me had joined the Soccer Super League, maybe they're in the running. <laughs> Nicknames. Rod, Nicknames. What's his name? Rod players. Smart? Yes. Is it Rod Smart? He literally went by, he hate me. <laughs> and look, they're not doing a 30 for 30 on the AAF, okay? Well, yeah, what was the AAF for again? The Allegiance of American I, I, Football exactly. or something? That is why it's not part of it. We don't even yeah. know what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> 
Spencer Burger yeah. and the Chef Special at the mm. R&R Barbecue. Love it. All right, coming up, our rise and shout-outs. And we're super hungry now. But not before one of the best scorers in the country, Cameron Tucker of BYU Women's Soccer, joins us to preview the NCAA tournament. Uh, she's got some superstitions that we need to discuss on BYU Sports Nation. BYU TV app is the place to watch recent and old BYU sports games. Get your VOD fix on the BYU TV app today. That's video on demand for the older generation. That highlight right there, one of my all-time favorite plays oh, yeah. in BYU football history. Steve Sarkeesian to KO Kale Louie to win the Cotton Bowl on January 1st, 1997. One of the best victories ever in BYU history. Incredible. One of the best seasons. My emotions are so high. So positive right now, Jason. <laughs> welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. Let's stay on this natural high and welcome in one of the top goal scorers in the country right now, one of four elite scorers on the BYU women's soccer team. Cameron Tucker is on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Cameron, thanks for taking some time. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Fantastic, uh, especially because you're the number 12 seed, and we're excited about the prospect of BYU women's soccer making a nice run in the NCAA tournament. How do you feel about the number 12 overall seed? I'm so excited, and I know my team is super excited as well. We're so excited to get to go to North Carolina. We're all anxious. Like Since we got the first round by, we don't leave for like another week, and so we're all like, we just want to get there. We just want to get there, but so we're super excited, and we're ready. I'm pretty sure you guys knew that you were in. You didn't really know where you were going to be. What was the reaction like when you found out you were one of the seeded teams? Was that a surprise, or did you kind of expect that? Um, I honestly, I didn't, like, there's, like, a guy on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen him. He, like, kind of makes, like, predictions right. and, like, brackets and stuff. And so we weren't, he wasn't predicting us to be seated. So to me, like, and I was kind of following that, and I was looking at it, and so to me, like, it was all like a big surprise, like to be seated. It was super exciting. And it was like, shoot, like that's dope. So, <laughs> we were really excited. <laughs> Is it Chris Henderson that you're talking about that does the bracketology yeah. for women's soccer? Yeah. He's like all about women's soccer. So like me and Kayla's my roommate. So we were like up the night before. We're like, did you see where Chris like predicted us to go? <laughs> like, like we'll have to see. So thankfully, uh, he, Chris, was, he was wrong. Yeah. Th- thankfully in this regard, he was wrong. Right. Yeah. It's okay yeah. to be wrong sometimes. Look, here's the other part yeah, about that, exactly. Cam. I, I like the fact that you admit that you follow that stuff because there are a lot of people, no, we don't follow. We just, I like that you admit because I would have a hard time being in your situation not following it too. Yeah. I just have to. Like, it, it's like he's making brackets. So it's like, I want to see what he's like thinking and like what he's predicting us to go as or, you know, so, or who to play, who we're going to play. So, yeah. Cameron Tucker, BYU Women's Soccer, with us on BYU Sports Nation. You'll either face Virginia, who is the clear favorite, or Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. What's the best and worst part about preparing for two different teams and having that first round bye? I mean, I think that, like, the best is just, like, we don't know who we're going to play, so it's like, oh, we're just preparing to play, like, our best you know what I mean we're focusing more on ourselves we're not really focusing on our opponent like we know both teams are going to be good no matter what so every day at practice it's just like we're here to get better for ourselves so I think that's like the best the worst is just like the unknown like they're two different teams Virginia has different strengths so does um, the other team and so it's like we just don't know what we're gonna get but 
So you mentioned, Cam, the word unknown, and that leads me to, to the next question that I want to I ask you about. There's so many unknowns about this year. Obviously, you didn't play the season in the normal time that you would play. You're playing in the spring, and with COVID and everything surrounding it, big picture, what does it mean to you and this team that you weathered that storm and that you're back in the postseason after what I'm sure is a really trying year? Yeah. I mean, it means a lot to us. Like, like you said, like it was a super weird, weird or weird year. And like, we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't even know if we would get to play all of our games. Like a lot of teams in our conference didn't even play a full schedule. So to like be able to, you know, we overcame a lot. Like we were really smart with COVID. We were really smart with like our preparation for the games. And so to be able to come back to the NCAA tournament seated is like a huge accomplishment to us. And it was our, our end goal, you know, so we're really proud of ourselves and we're excited. I asked your head coach, Jen Rockwood, if there was an added chip on the shoulder because of a metric that awarded Santa Clara the WCC title and you finished in second. She said, whatever, yeah. we're going to worry about us and play our game. But let's, did it bother you, Cameron? Does it still bother you that that metric gave them the title? You know, it, it honestly did bother me because it's like they didn't play like three of their games. Like, okay, they could have lost one of those or they could have tied like you don't know what could have happened soccer is a weird game like things happen but like like what Jen said at the end of the day it was like all right whatever we're still going to the tournament that's all that really mattered and we were seated like one seat higher than them so it was just like it's all good like who's the real champion right we got the better <laughs> yeah, seat like, yeah like we were laughing about that after our selection show we were like okay Santa Clara like bring it like we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna like we don't care <laughs> So, so as you mentioned, the team's heading to North Carolina. I don't know if it's full bubble situation, but it is certainly bubble-like with everything taking place in one city and the surrounding areas. What do you know about what you guys can expect in, in this upcoming postseason from, from the bubble situation? Yeah, um, I don't know. We haven't really heard much. Like after our selection show, like Tom Homo kind of talked to us about kind of how like the other tournaments were and like how they were tested every single day and how like you just aren't allowed to do a lot. So we haven't heard like exactly like what our situation will be like. Like we don't know. So we're just kind of preparing like it will be like the other like basketball and volleyball like tournaments. So I don't know, just knowing that we have to get tested all the time, like live like you're not really allowed to leave the leave the hotel and like we have set practice times if you like don't get tested before that and then like you go practice like you'll get like eliminated like it's super strict so just some weird rules that we'll have to follow while we're there so Cameron Tucker BYU women's soccer with us on BYU Sports Nation the Cougars are the number 12 seed headed to North Carolina and the NCAA tournament on paper it looks like you will face Virginia you never know it's the tournament but if it is Virginia what do you know about the Cavaliers that you are preparing for right now um we haven't talked a lot about them um obviously we know they're an amazing team they're ranked pretty high they're in a great conference and they've had um in past years, like last year, they were like number one. They were like favored to like win the tournament last year because they're so good. So we just know that they're going to be really good into, you know, like they have good forwards, midfield defenders, like, so, yeah. What aspect of your game, and, I, and I'll ask you from a personal standpoint and then the team standpoint, what aspect mm -hmm. of your game do you feel right now is clicking the most heading into the postseason? I just feel like my – 
for me personally right now is like my ability to find the ball going forward. I think that I started off strong doing that. And then I went through a little time period during the season where I wasn't really finding the ball going forward. I wasn't making those runs. I was kind of standing too still. Um, I feel like right now I've been finding the ball a lot, like from our defenders, like a long ball, like, cause I'm pretty fast. So I don't know. I think that's been helping me personally. And then I think just with my team, um, I think that we are so deep on our bench and like our subbing is so deep that like we never skip a beat. People come in off the bench and it's like they even bring like a level like for like Pepperdine. I'll never forget. Like we were kind of struggling and we made that first sub rotation and like Ashton came in and someone else. And it was like a whole new game. Like they brought a level of energy that we needed. So I think that is what like our team strength is right now going into the tournament. So I want to bring up a story that uh, your former teammate, Carla Swenson-Haslam, uh, who calls games with me on BYU TV for the BYU women's soccer team, brought up. And she said, I, just, Cameron, I was talking to Cameron, and she told me that she's kind of in a little bit of a scoring slump, but today's going to be the day. And then you had the breakthrough. And then you scored in five games in a row, Cam. Okay, so yeah. what happened? What, what changed? What, are, you, are you into superstitions? Are you into that stuff or not? You know, I kind of am. I won't lie. Like, I definitely, like, in the back, I used to be really bad when I was, like, playing club soccer. Like, in the back of my mind, I I know I have superstitions, but I try to, like, play them off so it doesn't, like, affect me too bad. But I think that what changed with that is just, like, during that time period, I was kind of avoiding my coaches because I was, like, I know they're expecting me to score. Like, it was kind of, I was all in my head, you know what I mean? (laughs) And then finally, I sat down with Jen and I had, like, a talk with her, like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I'm sorry that this is happening. Like, I'm trying. But, um, so, yeah, I think just talking to Jen and she just reassured me, like, it's okay. Like, you're, like, we're, like focus on your strengths. And we came up with a little thing that she reminds me before every single game um, to do. Just, like, she tells me to, like, just run. Like, go out there and just run because that's, like, one of my strengths. So, I think that's just what, like, helped me. So. All right. Since you brought up the superstitions <laughs> what what would you say is your biggest superstition right now like what's the thing that you have to do or don't do <laughs> well i don't know i always have my hair braided like the front of it and i don't i don't know if that's a superstition i just have always done that like but i i play like that so i guess it is a superstition and then also like i wear the same like depending on like if we're wearing white or like a dark color i'll wear like matching like the same like sports bra and spandex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like every game and I've been wearing those like the same ones like all my cl- like college career <laughs> I even have the same ones since like high school like club like I because I haven't like really grown like that much so they all fit me still and so that's like I think my biggest one is that okay. I so. love it I love it you know what it's a natural <laughs> tie-in to the yes. BYU Sports Nation karma cam <laughs> Now, and I don't know how much of a superstition the karma is because we feel like it's a real thing. Yeah, it's not a superstition. It's legit. It but happens. When, when you come on the show, you get karma, and you're already really good, but you're even that much more awesome. So I look forward to an incredible Great. performance with the BYU Sports Nation karma doubling up with all your superstitions. That sound perfect. okay? Yes, that's perfect. Cam, thanks for talking with us. Uh, we wish you the best of luck pushing forward to the NCAA tournament. Hope you survive finals, and we'll see you soon. Okay, thank you, guys. Cameron Tucker on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show You're how. a superstitious guy by nature? A little bit, but I, I am a little-stitious now. <laughs> it's not super, it's just a no. little. No.
I, I think I am. I'm super OCD. That's what I, but I see, and I was going to say, I think mine's more OCD <laughs> than superstition. But I'm a little stitious. <laughs> All right, coming up, more shoes doing good in Africa. And your elite voice of the day with some bad, good ideas. What? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or you could download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day in honor of the Soccer Super League, what idea sounds good right now, or sounded good at the time, but was or would be a horrible idea for BYU? Our elite response of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Twiggier Stone. Quote, it is spring of 1999. The phone rings. Athletic director Rondo Felberg answers. Hey, it's Nike. We have an idea for some new football uniforms. End quote. The bibs. Yeah. Two words. Bibs tan. Oh, gross. Like, we're in. Gross. Uh, some other quick hitters. How about the whole Coastal Carolina situation? Oh, it's amazing. And then BYU lost. <laughs> Going away from Royal Blue or maybe starting Tanner Mangum over uh, Taysom Hill, Jason. Okay. <laughs> Today's rise and shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. So, uh, Billy Nixon, who's in charge of BYU equipment and the the overall experience, is they're they're doing a display of all of the different uh, uniforms over the years, and they had put out a request for for anybody has older equipment that you can put up on display. And Mel Olson dropping off a 1969 awesome. helmet. Look at that! That is awesome. Well done, Mel. That is fantastic stuff. Uh, I'd like to give a rise and shoutout to Gideon George and Timeout for Africa. They tweeted out another massive delivery of shoes for kids in Africa. A big thank you poster with uh, Gideon George. That's awesome. That's so cool. I just love And now people are like, hey, how can we donate shoes? It's happening again. So the, the process continues. I love it so much. Our thanks to today's guest, Tristan Hodge, the groomsman, and uh, Cameron Tucker. Yeah, our conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. I guess technically he's the groom, right? Right. How come we aren't groomsmen? Whatever. For Jason, I am Spencer. Let's give a shout-out to McKenna Bowl. We'll see you tonight for softball against Utah on the BYU TV app at 8 Eastern. Go Cougs!